0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: Put your hands up if anyone's ever asked you how quickly you can run three kilometers. No? We thought not. That's because bench press and barbecues are all that really matter in this world. Boys and girls, two masters of the old arts, flats and shanks. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of our weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman.
0: Tom Shanklin. Okay, boy. Hi, Dave. You all right? Yes, I'm very very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right.
1: Uh, Let's get straight to the rugby, mate. Shall we? Yeah, because do you know what? I am... Sick to ruddy death of being criticised for not talking about rugby enough on this pod. Last week we had one person email oh. and one and one person tweet, and to me that is that sufficient in terms of complaints.
0: Yeah, so we didn't mention enough of the Aviva Premiership last week. Some results because we focused on the international games because there was loads of them. Yeah. Also, we are singer-songwriters, Master Commander. We can do what we want, yeah. um, but we've listened to you.
1: We've listened to both of you, and it actually was just two people that uh, contacted us. But it's, it's fair enough. And who
0: wants to hear about my Dubai Seven Strip?
1: Yeah, who wants to know about that? And who wants to know where we are recording today? And who wants to know who's in the boot of my car? <laughs> you know, people don't want to know there is a there is a living thing in the boot of my car. We'll talk about it's that. Living, it? right. It's living, is it? It's living. We'll talk about that. But let's talk about it later because yep. people don't want to know that. They want to know about results. So
0: it's a rugby podcast. It's the only one out there. I I'm led to believe. It's the only one, I think. Um So let's start with Wales, South Africa.
1: Um, yeah, Hadley Parks. There's a lovely video that you are going to retweet. I am. It's from, from w- WRU.
0: Yeah, WRU TV. And everyone who gets their first cap, they interview him and they do a nice little piece with talking about the game with his family. And obviously him being a Kiwi, he probably didn't have that much family there. Probably, definitely didn't. But um, they did a lovely little compilation of some hellos and good lucks. See from. where his mum
1: and dad live. It's like the Shire from uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter, which one is it? Lord of the Rings, yeah. Come on, mate. It's beautiful. It's like um, I keep expect, I kept expecting um, in the video this is, I kept expecting like uh, Teletubbies to pop out or something. It was like a cartoon landscape. Bloody lovely! What's he doing in bloody Wales? <laughs> no offence. Yankee dollar. Um, hey, don't be like that. No, not. Do you sure. know what? Let me say this before we talk about the game. I love the fact that he's playing for Wales. I don't. I. I think as long as the laws exist as they are, get stuck in, pick the right lads, and just just watch that video. Just watch that video and watch him sing the anthem, having learned it, and tell me he's only doing it. He, okay, the money's nice, but tell me he's not doing it you know flat out because he wants to be there and these are his mates you know i yeah. think well as long as i don't like the laws actually but as long as they exist go for it and pick the best players and i i love the fact that he loves playing for
0: Wales. you've always told me that you can cry on call as well so do it now yeah um but anyway i'm doing it now 24 22 to wales yeah nearly massive, lost it massive huge win for them had they had they Enormous. lost that? colossal i don't know what would have happened with the management
1: Mm. Um, but thing do you know what would have happened? Yeah, Nothing, probably. Tom. Do you know why? Because they got the right people in charge, in my view. That's why. <laughs> Don't care what you say. I tell you what. If Wales lost ten straight leading into the World Cup, I still wouldn't. I still wouldn't. You still wouldn't change I'm Warren being Gatland. See just now. No, I'm joking. You um, wouldn't change Warren Gatlin He's brilliant. But um,
0: Wales learned a lot um, from Ireland and the way Ireland beat them in their kicking game. Um, Damn bigger crossfield kick to Hallam Amos, who I think has probably been the find again of the Welsh backline yeah. through his campaign. Now, it was all, everyone was talking about Steph Evans, and we watched him at the Scarlet Slows and how well he'd done, and how well he's creating, his stepping, his elusiveness, but it's going to take a little bit more time with him. Because he's not big, and because he's not, as say, as physical as someone like Hallam Amos, it, you know, it, it, didn't, it doesn't come as naturally to him. Well, not as natural, but... It, he can't make a bigger impact as someone like Halem Amos on the mm. field. Now, Halem Amos, he's had a few caps already, but boy, did he look good when he had the ball yeah. in hand. Yeah, he he's hard, big, he? he's strong. So therefore, players like that, it's a little bit easier for them to make huge impacts in the game because they rely on their strength and size rather than their feel for the game, like someone like Steph Evans. Yeah. And I still think Steph Evans is one for the future, definitely. Yeah but they had a lovely flat kick um, for the first try, which was Scott Williams. Yep. Yeah. Really, really well done. they tied him nice and tight. Perfect on the button. And then they had the chip then for Hadley Parks' first try, the second mm. try. Mm. What a pickup of his laces. Yeah, it was a beauty, wasn't it? But they've done their homework there as well because um, it's off a right hand scrum. And they send Wales, send Allard Davis around the blind side with Amos, which ties in the South African nine yeah. and the winger. And then all of a sudden the space is behind. So they did their homework, but South Africa were there. be put away yeah they were there to be hammered and Wales didn't do that they were never going to do that no probably not but but the difference that and that's the difference between them and say Ireland at the moment
1: Wales don't hammer teams you know like that's like you watch you watch England Australia the other week We probably said it on the pod you know you think with 20 minutes to go the All Blacks would score three tries in the next 10 minutes here and that was that was basically what England did. That's why that's what impressed me about it. Yeah. Whether they repeatedly do that or not. But the top teams, batter teams, that aren't good enough. They do. You know, they don't get sort They're of dragged ruthless, down. They, don't they get dragged down to a level that's the they remain above it. Um we're doing proper rugger, aren't we? Mm. God, you're talking about lines and kicks and pickups. Uh Scott Williams off to Ospreys. Yes. What's that about I then? think Alla
0: Davis is off there as well. Is Scrum he? half number line, yeah. They're doing um. I th- Scott Williams is going to the Ospreys. Fonatia from the Ospreys is coming Fonitea, to the Scarlets. Fonitea. Yeah, no, um, but you know, the, I think it's a good move for him because yeah. they've got Hadley Parks. They've got John Davis at the Scarlets. You know, they're your two top players. That I, I think the Scarlets perceive to be their two top players. So. You know, you want to be playing week- you don't want to be sitting on the benches for the big Heineken Cup games, do you?
1: Especially not when you're at fifty Cap International and no. you're, and you're not and you're not thirty eight. Exactly. Know? So
0: I think it's a good move for Welsh rugby as well because the Ospreys aren't doing that well at the moment. I think he's one of the top players in Wales, Scott Williams, mm. um, in the in the Welsh region. So it's good, it's a good move for him. He's Is there gonna, any... he's gonna play more regularly, mm. he's gonna play in the big games, the games that count.
1: Is there any news on where
0: George North's going? I well I've heard Dragons, but that'd be a massive move for the dragons if they signed him because what you when you're looking at clubs david and you're looking at potential new clubs yes you're looking at the players they've got there and the caliber of players you're they've got there you're looking at the money
1: they're offering sorry no you're right you're looking at yeah as well as
0: that yeah. and if the money's yeah. competitive then you're looking at what other players there um and the potential of the actual region itself so all of a sudden they signed ross moriarty great signing
1: yeah hell of a sign. not on a dual contract I thought it was. No, he's not, is he? I thought it was. I think I'm right saying he rejected okay. a dual contract. They signed him anyway. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. But I've been away. Um, yeah. Uh, and if where have you been? Oh, don't tell us where <laughs> you've been. People don't want to know. They just want to know well, about rugby if moves. If they've signed
0: George North as well, certainly if they're looking to recruit more players, that's a massive, massive plus for him. Also, I'm yeah. about Gavin, giving Gavin Henson another two-year contract. Too right. Why wouldn't you? No, exactly. He Genius. Looks so good against Ulster.
1: Yeah, he really did. Yeah, do you know? Um,
0: he, he looks like he looks like. Sorry, he looks like he's running in slow motion and playing in slow motion because
1: but he always has. Yeah, but even
0: more so now, um, because he, he just takes his time with everything. He, he, you know, he doesn't panic. Ball in hand, he just. I think he's also. Be, I think he's also got slower. <laughs> so, he has. Yeah. He has. Well, you're going to be, aren't you, at 36? You're not going to be as fast as you were at 35, no. 21, but. Um, he's been
1: great um, he has been great for now him. James Corrigan who is a journalist from I think The Telegraph yes um, whose work I really enjoy uh, who by the way as a as a sort of side note when I was I remember commentating on a um, game with Shane Williams I think it was England Wales at Twickenham World Cup or whatever it was yeah something like that and um I was just checking Twitter at half time. We used to check i probably said this on the pod before we you just check for a bit of abuse, see how much abuse you've got and then read out the worst one to each other before the second half. Just to keep the spirits up. And um
0: Or if you're really if you're really struggling a little bit of insight.
1: Yeah, or look for yeah, look for actually what's going on. Yeah, Yeah. That was definitely a forward for, pass. Thank look you. Look for a valid point. Just go straight to Stephen Jones. Definite forward pass. Yes, thank you very much. Take that. But James Corrigan said, uh, really enjoying the game, watching it with the volume off and listening to the radio. <laughs> So uh, he obviously doesn't enjoy my work, but that's the way it goes. Um Hater's gonna hate. That's all right. He doesn't he doesn't like what I do, I, I you know, you can't be offended by that stuff. Um but he he just he did this tweet and it was Gareth it was Gavin Henson, just he got it and gave it to someone else It ended up the try in the corner. But it's basically you're ten yards from the opposition from the South African line. The Dragons are ten yards from the Ulster Ulster, they Ulster line and Gavin gets it in a in a really sort of uh, key position. And he kind of has a quick look in a millisecond. Instead of just trying to run the show and overplay his hand, he literally gets it and just gives it to someone else. Yeah. And it, and it was and James Corrigan's point was great. He's like, it's like so simple, so sort of modest, and the right thing to do. So many fly halves would have tried something then, and he just like you're actually in a better position. Than me, there you go. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I really like that. So, yeah, you're given two years, and you know, if age ain't nothing but a number, I've always said it. Yep, you're
0: as young as the. Woman, you, girl, man. You're only as young as the
1: bull terrier, you stroke, and I've always said it. Um, I feel really ancient after my trip to... Don't talk about it. Sorry. We're not, mate, we're not... It's aged me about three years, I think. We're not here to have a good time and dick about We're here to discuss rugby moves. Okay. okay. Moves. Saw some moves at the weekend. Let me yeah. tell you about some moves um, I saw. Yeah. Holy Majoli. Um First of all, let's talk about... You've seen the highlights, right? Because you've been away. Of course I have. Um, um, I, like
0: the, I like the fact you wore your jacket again, Yeah. Don't overplay that hand now.
1: No, do you know what? I was. What? I took a different. I've got a load. I've got a couple of really nice sort of newish coats that I really want to wear, but they. I don't know where they are. We because we moved house, it and we haven't had. We basically, without too much detail, we spent all of our money, so we haven't got enough money to buy have food all the storage made Christmas made, presents maybe, for the kids. Yeah, and you can go to IKEA and buy cupboards, but we live in an old house in Bath, so there is not one straight wall. Basically what they say is every wall's on the piss. So there isn't one straight wall or floor in the whole house. So if you go and buy an Ikea cupboard, it will not fit, and you will spend money making it fit. So you have to have everything basically made in the end. I'm with you. So we have got we could unpack boxes, but we've got no storage. It's just carnage at the moment. It's living in a building site, but that's, we knew it happened, So I don't know where my coats are. I think there might be... I mean, there are literally like 120 boxes in our garage, let alone all the spare rooms and stuff like that. It's carnage. I well, would only count them. But there's loads in there, so... But I, so I've only got really a choice of two coats at the moment. Anyway, I was in the car park at Quinn's and about five people walked over and said, where's the bin liner? Where's Whee! the bin liner? Can I have a quick photo in the bin liner. I was like, go on then, it's in the boots. So I took my, like, you know, shitty old farmer's coat off and put it on, put the bin liner on for a photo at these kids' request, all that sort of stuff. And in the end, I was like, oh, just leave it on. <laughs> Otherwise, I wasn't going to wear it.
0: You're becoming like a cult figure. A what? Yes. What did you call me? Yeah. <laughs> sore throat. Um, you're becoming a cult figure now in um, with your coats. And look, if anyone wants to set up a, a just given page for flats, you know, for a new coat, please yeah. crack on. Just to make sure.
1: I want to build for a better future. Um, and uh, also, BBC have released this advert, an animated advert. Oh, oh my gosh. And, and the bloke in it, who's the dad who does the dancing with the little it's beautiful and it'll make you cry. But the bloke in it is bald and a bit fat with stubble, right? So basically, it looks like. Me and every other bald guy was double. So You've what had a happens big response, is, haven't you? yeah, what happens is, with the bin liner coat and that, I realise this is a tiny little bubble we're living in. But if you have however many thousand Twitter followers, ninety-seven percent of those people um, think don't realise that someone else has already made the gag, or they think if they make the same gag again, that it's going to be just as funny. But they they. All they know, but they can't resist it. So I said to one guy last night, he did a, I hope BBC are paying you for this. And I said something along the lines of, mate, you're the 850,000th person to say that, but good on you. And it's not a bite, it's like, guys, just have a quick look, have a guess, and come up with something else like, you're a twat, or I'm going to, what can't wait to watch your commentary with the sound off. Or something else because I feel bad for people because it's like that. Um,
0: you don't like it. You don't no, like you know, it. No, it's like on
1: extras, right? Julie you know what it's like. It's on extras. So Durdas and Durdas, Durdas and I walking along at Quinns, and I said, "Wait for, wait for it." Someone said, "Nice bin liner," and we both started laughing. There you go. I said, "Be another one now." Nice coat. There you go. Stupid bin liner. There you go. And it's kind of like, how do these people not know that they are the eighth millionth person to say it, or really, really the 50th? Yeah,
0: but if you don't want people to say it, don't wear it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mind them saying it. I just feel bad for these people. I don't. Mi- I. I like.
0: Because they don't get the they don't get the original reaction.
1: No, and it's not that. It's just like ah, oh, good one, ah, oh, good one. And it's like how how do these people not know that it's been done a million times? They do know. They just heard someone else do it in the crowd, but they can't resist. I always think I oh, I just wouldn't make a gag that I've heard a hundred people make already.
0: I like it. I, I'd rather I'd rather them do more.
1: Yeah, um, it's like right in extras. You know, Ricky Gervais thing. Love it. Where is it? Sir Ben Kingsley. Is that right? He walks yep. in and. He's like, wait for it. And Someone says, "Hello, Gandhi. He's like, "There you go." <laughs> it's like that on a much, much, much smaller level because uh, he's a slightly different gravy, but it's like that. And Durdas was like, ah, "Here we go." And you start filming a link, and it's like, "So welcome back to the studio." He's like, "Bin liner." My, okay, my, Can we just start again? In the end, I turn around and I was like, "Lads, don't mind the bin liner chat. Can we take a picture? Can I wear it?" It's like, "Mate, you can know, you can try it on. You can wear it. Can we just? Can you just shut up?" And every is super polite. I was like, "Can you just shut up for three minutes?" so we can do our little link, did it, and walked over. I was like, please just shut up for a minute, because every time we start, they're like, bin liner, bin, Osama bin liner. You know, and it's like... I was right, going to say that, stop, but stop, start I didn't again." Want to. <laughs> yeah, stop, start again. Um, anyway, it's it's a wonderful coat, and... Um,
0: My boss at DS Smith, right, a guy called Matt Prosser.
1: You gonna swap, you're going to swap bin liners again, because they're the refuse company. No,
0: no. Recycle. <laughs> um, slash packaging, slash paper, slash pathlastics. Um, yeah. But uh he saw uh, Wynne Evans, okay, the go compare guy walking down the street and he yeah. couldn't resist it. He just goes, Go compare, and Wynne Evans just turns around and gives him the finger.
1: Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. It's you know what? It's not, but he loved it. Yeah, it's not the um, that's completely different because he is actually a famous person. And the only time people ever know who we are is if we're in a rugby ground with a few people in it who literally okay. are part of our world, you know. But I just come on, guys, okay, guys,
0: yeah, can you stop? tagging flats in the BBC adverts <laughs> and can he stop making fun of his jacket we've got to go on a rugby mate because we are
1: so I saw Exeter Chiefs I saw a couple of games this weekend like, Chiefs against Bath they absolutely murdered them i mean yes the scoreline 40 40 43 29 or something don't care it the scoreline is irrelevant the only thing this is the only thing bath can take from that game is Matt Banahan made a difference in the last twenty when Exeter got loose. However, it sounds like from what I'm reading in the local papers, he's leaving the club anyway, which is which is you know an emotion going to be an emotional time. But Exeter were as wonderful as Bath were awful. They were abject.
0: You know, my point is, I've told you this before about tries that scored in the last sort of five ten minutes that don't affect the game, and that was the case yeah. with Bath really. You've mean, said it. The game's already won. They've won the game on. I don't know, 40, 50 minutes, whatever time. So, any tries that come after that is because you know, as a player, when you're that far ahead, you've totally switched off. Mm. I remember playing Scotland in 2005, it was in Murrayfield, and we, I think we we're like 33 points up at half time. I even threw a pass behind the back. I never what? used to, Yeah, exactly. For no reason. And yeah. I remember I remember they had a penalty, and I, I'm sure we were like 31, 33 points up, and they had a penalty, and Geth and Jenkins and I were, were shouting, Go for points. Go for points. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we got told off at half-time <laughs> by, the, by the coach. Yeah. I would have said, you know, respect and We're like, yeah, fair enough. But I we, remember, we weren't remember, used to winning.
1: I remember playing against, uh, you were playing. Um, we played against Leicester. I think we played them like two times in three weeks or something. First game, we went to Welford Road and we did really well. We lost, but we had a bit. We had a load of players out, but you scored a couple of tries and you were against Will Greenwood. And I remember saying to you, like on the morning of the game, saying, "Oh, big day for you, mate! Big day!" And you were like, "Don't worry about it." You know, completely relaxed. I'd have been nervous if I playing against a le- you know, legend like Will, and you just were awesome and scored a couple of tries, and that was great. And we played against him a couple of weeks later, and we were winning. And they they just basically dicked us, and yeah. it was like same teams, and they just dicked us, and it was like oh my god. And then about 50 minutes in, I remember Ab- Abdul or someone, Abdul Benzi or someone, saying they'll go to sleep, they'll go to sleep. It's too easy, they'll go because the crowd are literally shut easy, easy. Yeah. It's awful. They'll go to sleep, they'll go to sleep. I remember being in a scrum, and Darren Garforth was in there, and he's like, don't let them off, don't let them off. And like, and half an hour later, it's like 78 minutes. He's still at it. May come scrum edge. I was like, oh, for Christ's sake. Will you just yeah. switch off? You Do you know what? I reckon,
0: I reckon when I was younger I, I got less nervous because yeah. you're young, there's no real pressure on you. You're out you just go out there, you've got um you know, you are fearless basically. Yeah. And I think the older I personally for me, the older I got, you know, the more pressures on you to perform because of you know what you've done. Yeah. And what you've achieved. Absolutely. and you start to be a little bit more. I think sensible in the way you play. So you're not trying to smash it. When you're younger and like 1920, you fly into everything, don't you? You don't, you don't worry about your body, but then I think with with time and with a little bit of maturity, you, you try and look after yourself a little bit more. So I reckon the older I got, the more nervous I got.
1: um, Yeah. You also, you've got, I mean, you built, you built, built, you got more to lose.
0: People expect more of you. You feel comfortable out there, but you know, you're, I reckon that the pressure's a little bit more. Yeah. I, you know, I look back on my time playing and definitely when I was younger, it didn't really care at all. Never wore shoulder pads because thought... Rock hard. Well, I thought, what would hurt What would hurt a player more with shoulder pads or without shoulder pads?
1: Yeah. Because you, you, you wanted to put... And that was my motto. That's you what, wanted to put bitches in the hurt locker. That's, that's what you used to say, is it, pre-match? It's got tattooed on my lower <laughs> let's, back. Let's put these slags in the hurt locker. <laughs> <laughs> um, So, Exeter were yeah. unbelievable. So, Alec Hepburn, oh, what... What a loosehead! Three loose heads that play. because I'm, I'm, I'm obviously was a loose head. Mako, Marler and uh, Alec Hepburn were just fantastic this weekend. Just fantastic, uh, all three of them. Alec Hepburn, the way he came onto that ball. How old is he? Is he young? He's not. He's quite. Yeah, he is quite young. But he's had a lot of. He's had a horrible couple of injuries. He's got a mullet as well, which I love. But he's he's a fabulous player, and Exeter have done really well to get him fit and stick with him and stuff because he is properly worth it. Um, they got Ben Moon down there as well, who's one of the best in the country. But they were amazing. And Mitch Lees, you know, who is underrated, but he's a massive bloke in the second row. Really good. And Sam Skinner, this new lad, who's also another unit, another second row they pulled out of nowhere. Johnny Hill had a rough old game last week when they beat Sarri, so he was given a week on the bench. He comes off the bench and makes a difference. Obviously, they've got Armand, Thomas Waldrum, who is like...
0: Scored against every single club now, is not he? So
1: Jonathan Joseph, by the way. Has um, Yeah, but he's as of the weekend but he's back to his best straight away so Sam Simmons comes off the bench and to be honest Sam Simmons as we know is fab but you, you couldn't drop Thomas Waldron after the last couple of weeks they, they just got so many they got Salvi to come back they got Kai Horseman they got Dave Ewers you know it's nuts how many players mm. they've got Dave Dennis to come back as well so they they were smashing onto the ball and Bath had absolutely no answer and it the worst bit was when Bath got the ball back it was like shit what do we do? Loads of in, loads of, you know, courage. No one was shirking, but it's like, right, give me the ball and I'll go. And it's standing start, standing start, standing start. The own I was talking to um Rob Hunter, their defence coach after yeah. the game, like right, and I said the only bloke for me who stood out from Bath was Beno Abano the young Lucid, who went to my school, by the way. Yeah. Another Lucid. He had a good game. Now Harry Williams, I think, dominated in the scrum. Harry Williams a very, very good player. But Beno Abano, I mean, he must have brought Five is actually quite a lot. I think he made four or five or six big hits, which is Mm. a lot in one game. Yeah. But the reason he's making big hits is twofold. One is that he is super powerful and aggressive, which is great. But also the extra players are coming onto the ball so fast. So if you want to hit a six, it's quite hard off a little, you know, it's a lot harder off a little underarm, you know, sort of put it up in the air and whack it. You're actually better off meeting pace with pace. when The ball goes further. So, it's, it was a mark of how hard those Chiefs boys were hitting the ball that Ben Abano was whacking them back, if you, what you know mean. what I mean. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And when oh, you when you're running it at great. full
0: pace as well, it's harder to change direction. So you basically if you are running at full pace, you have to run straight. Yeah. You're not gonna have time to step. Whilst if you're catching a ball and then pulling some footwork in, it's harder to make a big hit. Yeah. Because yeah. you're running at arms and there's no momentum with you as well.
1: Yeah. But they, I mean Exeter were brilliant. And afterwards I I love Todd Blackadder's chat off in the press session. He's he was just like I think he said something like, I was just in awe of their back row. They were just brilliant. We were nowhere near it, but they they were all over us, but they, the Chiefs back row was just brilliant. And Bath might have been third going into that game, but they got absolutely battered. And that's
0: probably where Exeter, the, the champions, are so good because they can play with width and pace, but they've yeah. also got the grunt to be able yeah. to get up front and get over that game line. So they can sort of play two different ways, can't they? They yeah. can keep it tight and they can maul you and they can pick and go and they can use their mm. big power for it. Or... They just play wide wide
1: Yeah, they do the lot. And yeah. they you know, they love picking certain guys. So, at the weekend, they had...
0: I reckon we'd play playing at Exeter.
1: God, yeah. It'd be great on the piss, wouldn't we? Yeah. But you look at, like, they gave Henry Slade. Henry Slade came on the TV with us for a bit. And, um, oh, my God, mate. He's, you know, he's tall. He's well-dressed. Is, he's it like, is it like
0: when I come on the Anglo-Welsh? Yes. I knew it.
1: Yes. Um... I was with the. We'll talk about it. I, mean, I was the Land Rover guys yesterday, and I was like, one of them just said to me, he's just sitting there, and he's like, "Imagine being Henry Slade in Exeter." I was like, "Oh my god, you'd clean up, mate. Be like the janitor. He must go out with the dustpan and brush on a satin neat. just cleaning up everywhere he goes." Anyway, let's do rugger. Um Exeter, amazing. Gloucester. Billy Burns for Gloucester. Um, said this on the telly the night. He scored two tries, but that isn't the point. He ran the game, super confident, taking the ball to the line, beautiful touches for crossfield kicks. Love it. Love their back row as well. I love the fact he also takes
0: a hammering in tackles as well. And you look at all the top yeah. fly halves. Now, if you want to be a top fly half, you've got to take the ball flat. And yeah. You've got to get hit hard. He gets hit all the time. His body looks knackered. He looks um, like Steptoe, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He And does. Freddie looks like Gaddafi. But then, you know, once you get hammered once, sometimes you don't want to get hammered again. So you lose yeah. a little bit of confidence. So you don't want to take it. And a sign of a, a top fly half is one that gets hammered in a tackle like Owen Farrell. Gets hammered quite a lot when he's yeah. passed the ball, but he'll do it again and again yep. and again. That, that is and why it doesn't put them off.
1: Yeah, that is why when people ask people like you and me, who's the hardest players you've ever played with or against? That's why I always say those guys. Stephen Jones for me, mate. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah, but Stephen Jones. Yeah, but he's again, he's quite a big bloke, but he's not big compared to nope. most rugby players. Just absolutely hard as nails. I tell you, who
0: made a huge, massive difference for Wasps? Yeah. Cipriani back at ten. Oh yeah. Yeah, how flat does he take it? He's the gaffer. He just gaffer. It's like it's nothing really pre-planned, right? He just takes it flat. He's looking for someone to step out the line. As long as he's got runners off him, yep. um, That that's all he needs. You know, as long as someone's offering themselves, like one inside, one outside, or two runners outside, he can just put him into holes. Yeah. It was a joy to watch him. Let's have right.
1: it. Let's let's have it right, Tommy. He's the best fly half in England. Attacking, attacking fly half. correct. He's yeah. the best attacking fly half in England.
0: But then you know, do you want to pick? Do you want to pick a, a ten that is better at defending than attacking? No, you don't, because Robbie's about scoring tries.
1: No, but you, you. There needs to be a balance. So yeah. George Ford will never, he will never bury people, but he doesn't miss as many as people think, because he's brave. He's also not that ambitious with his defence, so he just grabs on and waits for someone big to get Yeah, you
0: don't have to make big hits. You, you haven't got, got to be Butch you, James, have you? No, you don't. You just have to take him down. And yeah. There's your man. Tackle him. You know, if, if you do manage to put a big hit in, that's better. That, that's a bonus, but yeah. your first job remember once, is right, to get him on the ground.
1: remember once, right, we were... Um, I'll tell you about what we've been up to in a minute, will not we? But I was with Owen Farrell yesterday. It's Tuesday today, by the way, and I was with Owen Farrell yesterday, um, being Monday. And we were talking about Brad Barrett and I was just off, you know, off camera and stuff. And I was just like, I there's just, you know, he is he is a proper rugby hero. Like, because he's really developed his game and he's, you know, he's not a rock star, but he's just hard as nails and he's dense and he's, you know, he just must be an amazing guy to play with. And he's like, mate, Brad Barrett and Jack Berger, best guys I've ever played with because just absolutely fucking nails. Yeah. But I remember when Brad Barrett had just come over and I was playing for Bath against Sarries, and we were going up there and to Watford and um, we had Butch James at fly half and I remember Butch running through their team and Butch he was like um, they got this guy I said the coach said you know Brad Barrett and Butch was like the loveliest man a psycho on the pitch but just lovely and he was like yeah I know him a bit from home I know him a bit.
0: Mate we're on the podcast can can you you call back we're live all right yeah we're live now. All right,
1: piss off. You got no fans. It's, G- it's Garth Walls. He's probably calling me from Singapore. You got no fans. Drunk. Um, so stop answering your phone. So Butch was like, he goes, "Boys, this is good for us. This is good. If this Barrett, I think I know him from home a little bit. I've seen him play. He's good for us, boys. Don't worry about that. So we'll, everything will do do through him because mm. defense <laughs> defense isn't great. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> anyway, after the game, uh, so he, Butch ran this line. He sort of show and go and uh, like. Into the, halfway through the second half, and Brad absolutely buried him, and he Butch's on the floor with his ribs, pop the rib, <laughs> and he was on the floor like squealing but laughing, and he played the rest of the game because he's a tough prick, old Butch, a tough old rooster. And after the game, he walks in and he's just like arm in the air, and he's rubbing his ribs. He's going, "Oh, Bradley, <laughs> Bradley!" So he's like, "Yeah, you were, you weren't right there, Butch." And he's like, he's nice. come on a lot, eh?" <laughs> it's,
0: so it's always good when you like try and target people, and all of a sudden. <laughs> you realise you've targeted them for the wrong reason. Yeah, we, we, you're like, oh, yeah. We're playing Australia. I might have said this, and Lottie DeCarey's first game, I think it was, or second or third, like he was new to rugby union. So we, the plan was to kick off long on him. So we're all shouting, on to Keery, put it on to Keery, put it on to Keery, right? Stephen Jones kicks off, puts it deep on Lottie de Keery, runs it back to the halfway line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wendell yeah. Saylor,
0: the same game, I think. Wendell Saylor scored a try from his own dead ball area.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, kick it kick it big Dell. Oh. Yeah, so uh that was that was quite funny. I Butch we used, to, he used remember in the week he was getting uh physio on his ribs. Walked in and we we're like, Bradley <laughs> He's like, Damn boys, I'm having nightmares mess. <laughs> um, but
0: no, you're right though, he he has his his game has come on a lot more.
1: Yeah. So I so I was at Quinn's um the so Wasps wasp game inter- interestingly um, there there's sort of some, some controversy around certain things like... Forward pass. There's a bit of forward pass. I think that's right. There's a there's a bit of chat around Robson Steele on the floor, but I love that. Yeah, it's great. I,
0: well, what are you going to do, right? If a player's going yeah. down to the ground and he's he was looking like he was about to place the ball. Was it Jonah Holmes? Yes. Yeah, he, Jonah Holmes was fell on the ground. His arms had gone out to place the ball yeah. and um, it was stolen.
1: Yeah. Oh. No, no problem. And Not you know, at all. Do you know Christian Wade, Sort of stacked it when he was trying to get Jonah Holmes, didn't quite work. He was so, off balance, yeah. He was, it's not ideal, but anyway. Did you? I don't know if they showed it on the highlight show, but did you see did they put a montage on there of Christian Wade's hits? Yes, mate. And that, that they didn't have time to put them all on. There were three or four proper collisions, yeah. Like he buried Matt Smith, who's he's like Matt Smith's a bit like you, he's a big, strong boy, you know. And he absolutely buried him, oh, not it. as not, strong. Not strong as you, absolutely buried no, him.
0: That, see, that's that's where wingers sort of have a free reign, really, on, on a field because. They've obviously got to do a lot of work with a defensive coach, but the ability to be able to read that and watch the ball yeah. coming across the line and know when to hit, when not to hit. Yeah, it's a, it's a skill. It's a huge, yeah. huge skill, and it's massive because it just stops the play, stops momentum straight away. Often you get the ball back because mm. you're making an aggressive hit.
1: And he's done it wrong a fair few times. But yeah, every,
0: I mean, everyone does it wrong. You, you miss time it. Um, but but it, but it's. But now teams are now like well, uh, uh, when they're when they're looking at blitzing now, they're not necessarily blitzing in zones. They're not blitzing. The players out in front—they're looking at the ball. They're sort of blitzing the ball, really, Mm, mm. Um, and that's I think that's that's the new type of defence coming in now. So that everyone's—well, before you're not told to look at the ball; you're told to look at the player. Yeah. Because you know when you look at the ball and the player's done something else, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden he's on the outside of you or the inside of you. But now it's it's about blitzing the ball. Target le ballon noir. So you are actually looking at the ball coming past, and you're blitzing where the ball is.
1: You target le ballon. Blanc, the yep. white ball. yeah, 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 that's, yep, it. Yep, yep, that's yep. it. I mean, and people criticize Christian Wade for his defense. Uh, sorry, oh, by the way, it's my dog in the back. If you can hear him, I'll we'll explain that in a minute. Hey, shut <laughs> it. Um, it's got to be consistent with animals, haven't you? Um, but you know, is one, one thing that I do not think has ever been in question is his willingness to collide, and I think that is that's a good part of the battle. One, um, interestingly, but going back a game again, you that extra game. Almost every time Exeter went down the left with Shaw, Woodburn coming in the line, Dolman, Whitten on the outside, they made yards down Bath's right and Rocco Deguni's wing. And he's a wonderful player, but they did unarguably make yards almost at will down that flank. So it's, it's, you know, it's like Christian Wade. You can doubt Rocco, if you run straight at Rocco or Christian Wade, Christian Wade has now proven they will whack you. But of course, there's a lot more to defending than that. Yes. But he did defend very well. So Cipriani was fab and all that. Um Quinn Saracen's was mega I was there. Danny Kerr. Oh what like, a player.
0: What form he's taken from that Autumn International. What a player. How good is he at like just spotting? Like he's very he's very good. Um your wingers, I reckon, have to have a huge relationship with someone like Danny Kerr because yeah. because it was Charlie Walker, wasn't it? He scored two tries, one uh, from both kicks as well from Danny Kerr. Uh, uh Charlie Walker's just wide. Yeah. Um yeah. Jamie Roberts takes the Jamie Roberts line yeah. and get, gets very close. He but, ran a couple of big lines at the weekend. Yeah. They did well to stop him. He's a proper horse, isn't he, still? Oh, mate, he, still he still runs hard. Like, yeah. he, he's done that for the last 10 years now. He and he's a <laughs> brave bloke. Like, yeah. yeah, You'd think, wow, you must have had enough of that. Do you want to take an outside line for a change? Yeah, uh, But he runs that tight line. But it, what it does is it draws all uh, Saracen's defence in because it takes two or three to stop him. Yeah. Charlie Walker knows where the space is out wide. Danny Care, the smallest look-up, and puts the ball on a button for yeah. him and then the second one um, Charlie Walker's tries is just a tap and go but it's the reaction that of, of Charlie Walker yeah now it was a great break by Danny Kerr but I you know that was all down to Charlie Walker just reacting like that from no the one, other wing knowing that Danny Kerr yeah. is going to is
1: going to make a tap penalty and uh, and he gets on the end and how quick does he look as well he's proper quick and before the game weirdly Derlers and I were watching the warm-ups and I was like oh my god he's so fast and Mark Mapletoff, he's on crutches, he's hurt himself playing five-a-side. You know, grow up, mate. But I remember, I think I, was, I think it was to him I mentioned, uh, Jesus, is Charlie Walker that quick? He said, mate, he's absolutely lightning. But for some reason, no one knows. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? No one mentions it. Um, Everyone mentions mentions Christian Wade. It's, it's, he's it's, when you, it's when
0: you see him in foot races, because Christian yeah. Wade has scored a lot of tries with intercept tries, where he's always gone around the outside of someone and made yeah. him look slow. And... You can see that with Charlie Walker, his paste uh, I think it might have been Alex Good.
1: Interestingly, uh, Alex Quint- uh, someone sent me a video yesterday or last night or something on Instagram or Twitter or whatever it was. And it was um, famous foot races. Yeah. Have you ever seen it? And it was like scroll to 8 minutes 55. At 8 minutes 55, it's Rocka Coco coming through the middle. Foot race was Shanko, Shank the Tank. <laughs> Holy moly, only one winner, our kid. <laughs> Proper smoked you, didn't he? It didn't go
0: on the outside of me though, did he?
1: He went inside and outside, didn't he?
0: Well, he went in. I, well, I was on the touch line.
1: So he, he, no, he was. No, it was no. He it cut was like, inside. Yeah. So he, but no. he, he properly.
0: Yeah. No, he cut not me and, and beat me. But what I'm saying is, he's never gone on, on the outside of me.
1: Like Epi, Tyone didn't go on the outside of me. Exactly. I thought I was going to scroll to eight minute, eight and a half minutes, and it was going to be know, me what, doing Epi.
0: What am I going to do though? When you when you got someone like that, that is pure pace.
1: I often I often think to myself, if I was on the pitch, I couldn't have touched him with a fishing rod.
0: Yeah, but I was more, I was way more better at like rucking and. Jack, way and, more better Jack Jacklin the ball than he was
1: Yeah, and that was it and you were better at thinking um, of s- songs to sing I'm a, but, but I, I'm, I'm a better and I'm
0: better on drinking games as well and you got more caps so you're better quickly oh, do you, want to, quickly, do you want to know a good drinking game we had in Dubai no nope. okay fine uh, we'll do that in a minute um, w- but uh, the,
1: we've got a question on this game by the way which is oh, go on then you do your thing
0: I was just about to say Tim Visser's last minute try yeah don't normally see Saracens mess up like that with a cross field kick they had numbers yeah Lovely assist by Alex Goody into his hands. Oh, like, poor Goody. I know. It's, it is hard when you look at the ball over the back of your head to try and catch it like that. Um, but it was advantage to, to Quinzen. Well played.
1: But we got a question here on email from David Thornycroft, um, Harvey's great-grandfather. Um, I think TMOs are a good intro to rugby, uh, but consistency sadly lacking. Why do the TMO... Consistency is lacking because you're dealing with human beings. It's not all machines. It's half human, half machine. Uh, a bit like Shanks. Um, so humans equal inconsistency. So I'd get used to that if I were you, respectfully. Why did the TMO advise the ref of the seatbelt tackle in favour of Quinns, but nothing when the Quinns number eight, shoulder to head, no arms in the first few minutes, and then the high tackle on Quinns number 10 when his shirt was grabbed, not even at collar level? I hope this doesn't cro- come across as sour grapes, but it does wind me up, especially as TMOs have the benefit of replays from a sad Sarri supporter. David Thornycroft, that is 100% sour grapes. Um, it will never be consistent. I agree wholly that the Will Skelton penalty was not a penalty. That is a, that is a poor decision. It's a joke. The TMO should have stepped in or did step in and got it wrong. A bizarre decision. It's just a big a little. and tackling a Litland. However, this is sour grapes because you have failed to mention that Harlequin's hooker, Elia Elia, scored a clear try in the first few minutes of the game. A clear try that likely would have been converted. And you haven't mentioned that. So I'm afraid you have not offered a balanced argument.
0: That was. Um... Try yes or no, wasn't it by the ref rather than is there any reason why I cannot award the try? No, it wasn't. What one was that one then? No,
1: this is Ely Ely the Hooker. So basically, he gets over, straightens his, swivels around and gets over on drive or whatever, and the Quins the Quins players go so nuts at the ref that he just says basically it looked to me he like in the stands that he just said no not having it no try, you know move on, and if they'd actually gone to check it it was a clear try but it's almost like do you know what stop bickering stop berating the bloody ref and you might get somewhere
0: sorry it's just come back to me now that was the marks disallowed try for South Africa where it's um, it goes over the line and the and the ref and the linesman are right on there yeah and the wording was is there any reason why I cannot award the try mm. rather than no the no it was try yes or no rather than is there any reason why I cannot yeah. award it and they couldn't really see clear ground in, although the, the touch judge the, the TJ was right there TJ um
1: yeah, I do I mean, then yeah. if you're dealing with human beings, it's never ever going to be consistent. So get used to that. Um, now we, we're going to get told off by a supporter of I don't know London Scottish thirds that we haven't mentioned them. So are there any more Premiership games we haven't mentioned? Newcastle won at Northampton. Could have gone either way. Brutal run for Northampton. They're worst in years and years and years. Um, they really miss Luther Burrell up the middle. Who's been in great form this season. Um, yeah, it's New, Newcastle. Are great. They play with loads of ambition. They scored this brilliant try, Tommy. Don't know if you saw it in the highlights because you were away, which we're not talking about. But they basically sent um Chris Harris, who's a mega player, I think, and thought that for a while, straight through the middle. Boom! Brutal. On his shoulder is Sinotti. Sinotti. Brutal. So powerful. Yeah, I watched it. They ma- and then straight on his shoulder, Josh matavesi They've literally sent their three most powerful blokes through exactly the same channel. It's brutal. Great coaching really, really aggressive, really confrontational. And I love that try. It was like your equivalent of Pete Sampras serving volley at Wimbledon, wasn't it?
0: Gorny <laughs> um, Vinesovic. I
1: loved it. And that, that says to me, that nice execution, but that says to me good coaching. And I, I'm assuming Dave Walder's got something to do with that. The Walnut.
0: All the Welsh regions lost in the Guinness Pro 12. You knew that though, didn't you? Yeah, of course they did. Um, Cubby boys back for Scarlet's.
1: You see that picture on
0: uh, well, social Mike media? Yeah. Dalai Lama. Yeah.
1: Siri. Show me the start of a, what was it, a bad night, a naughty night out. Yeah. Like yeah. Phillips and Cubby Boy and on the lash. Good lad. Fair dude to
0: Philzie. Um, he, he got a text from Stephen Jones to say, do you want to help us out for the next couple of weeks? I text him saying, you're playing? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And he replies saying, best shape of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we win so we can go out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Oh, it's great. Um, someone else uh, on the subject of Prem Rugger Yeah, uh, we've had a Paul um, has emailed us saying a question for David Flatman. Very formal. According to reports in Argentina, Bath have agreed a contract with loosehead prop Lucas Nogueira Paz with forty. I think he's got. 40, it says forty-three. I think forty-two. Whatever it is, forty odd caps, and he's only twenty-four years old. Sounds like a great signing for Bath, especially considering the injury record of Nathan cap So, what do you think? And that, that is a really good signing. We won't dwell on it for too long, but he's. An impressive player he's I I like the fact that he's an effective operator but he's not huge he's not he's obviously a big unit but he's not a massive unit he's good at what he does and he hasn't tried to sort of inflate himself with um, freakish amounts of weightlifting beyond his natural size which means has proven so far that he's probably quite with that touch wood quite durable um, because his body isn't exactly as, as on the limit as others so I like that Nathan Cat is the man at Bath. There's no question about that. But he keeps hurting himself. Um, I think they will keep contracting him because he is really, really, really good, and he's a great human being. Um, but he does seem to get hurt a lot. So bringing him in is good. And there's all Nick Alterat is leaving. They're not renewing his contract. So yes, overall, I think that if if true, huge if true, good signing.
0: Rugby.
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm done. Right, about the week
0: time. Um, I said last week... Wales by two points or more.
1: Yeah. What thank happened? You,
0: thank you very much. 24-22. That is two points or more.
1: Just think about the kids.
0: I know. Uh, Leo Vegas bet of the week. You're doing co-coms at Exeter. They're mm. playing Leinster. Yeah. Hit me with it.
1: Um it's the it's the Exeter Chiefs against the Leinster Lions. Leins Braves L- Lancers Lice. Um Lice. The Leinster Loth- I don't know um, it'd be a hell of a game that I'm really looking forward to that um, uh, well it gets you out of the Aston doesn't it I re- <laughs> <Leches>. <laughs> the Leinster Lotharios um, I think the Chiefs will win that by five points
0: five points or more
1: extra Chiefs aggressive but it's what I think Tom at Sandy Park please please
0: get online leovegas.com
1: think about children in need think about it for God's sake Make okay. sure you're a, a great going team. on if we win, they win. Yeah? We're all winners except the team that loses, okay? Right, go on then Tommy. Um you're dying to tell me, I can see that. Um what have you been up to? Oh, nothing much, mate. Cool. See you next week, everyone. All right, come on.
0: Uh how was Doobs? Yeah, good, good. Really good. The graveyard of rugby players. Um, that's a catchy
1: name, yeah, um, yeah. Everyone was out there. Quates was out there, wasn't he? Yeah, Tindall, saw, saw Bolshaw, yeah, t- we Yeah,
0: well, we had a dinner with Mike Tindall because I took a load of clients out there, and we had a dinner with Mike Tindall on the Thursday night, mm. um, which was good. he Did a Q and A with Josh Kromfeld. It was a bit of an alpha off. Uh, you know, it was have you won a World Cup? No. Who'd you play for? I mean, what TV show you been on? Yeah, what TV show you been on. All that. Um, you needed me in the middle basically as a mediator, but gotcha. you know, I wasn't getting paid, so I didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was good. But he enjoyed, he come over for a drink with us after, Mike Tindall. I had a few clients there. And one of the guys with us had a pair of ripped trousers. And he was giving Mike a bit of banter. And Mike was giving him a bit of banter back. And Tindall just leant over, just put his finger down the ripped jeans in the middle and ripped them, right? <laughs> <laughs> so by the end of the night, this guy had shorts on. And Tindall was trying to rip the rest of his jeans off. And he's going and, mate in mind Jamie Reese, right? Fabio Motors, once he was going,
1: Fabian Motors.
0: He was going, I oh, thought you're a rubby player, not a seamstress, but because <laughs> <laughs> Tin couldn't rip him off. But anyway, um, God, it was so much fun. But Tin's it, it had a good drinking game right at the end. So we yeah. had a big bottle of vodka that we all had to finish off in about 10 minutes, right? So
1: why, why did you have to? Just to be lads?
0: No, because we were leaving. Oh, you're gotcha. so he poured a, probably half a glass full of vodka, a small sort of, I don't know, like a jack. Um, Gin and tonic glass full of vodka, right? Put that in the middle of the table. And we all had to pass the remaining uh, vodka around with us, take a sip. And the last person to finish that bottle, the person on their left had to drink their glass in the middle. Oh,
1: so you could be punchy right at the end. Yes. Like a massive shot. So people are
0: taking little sips all the way around. And then when it got to the end, you know, no one wants to do that.
1: It's like reverse arrogance, isn't it? Yeah,
0: because you're passing it round to the right. So if you take a sip and there's a little
1: bit left, you're thinking, "Oh, there's a guy next to me." I don't want to give you yeah. a shot you can take. Then you'll stitch me up.
0: Yeah. So it was good. Oh, it's brutal. Yeah. Who brutal. lost? Um, who lost? I Can't guy. remember now. Yeah. Um, guy called Stephen Pert lost. Bubs, my mate Bubs finished the vodka and he had to do half the glass. It was brutal. But all your mate Ollie Barkley out there. Yeah. He looked on good form. Bausch was out there. Um, yeah. Boys are saying mate, he's. What he, he's dropping, dropping it, Bausch was dropping everything. He's got no pace. He oh really? <laughs> <laughs> Sweeney was out there. Oh, mate, there's loads, loads of boys yeah, you out put, there. Um,
1: I don't know Kerry Sweeney real well, but you you put um, picture of his head. Picture on online of the back of someone's head. You like name the head and instantly. I was like, that's Kerry Sweeney's head. It's quite big.
0: Everyone, isn't it? everyone knows it. it's huge. Yeah. Truck head, we used to call him. What head? Yeah. Truck. Oh, it, was like, He's yeah. a tr- it was like a truck. It was like a truck. What do you think about this, right? Last day, right, we're, we're down by the pool. We're, we're having um, some drinks and some food. You're under an umbrella, yeah? All day. Under an um, umbrella. We're, yeah. we're with a guy called Jamie Ringer, back row. Yeah. He used to play for Cardiff and Newport. I tell you who he looks like.
1: He's a dead. No, I can't remember.
0: Um, Ginger Daniel Craig?
1: Yeah. Just, it was Full yeah. of freckles. A gag on Dead Ringer, anyway. But, um,
0: but, any, <laughs> but anyway, um, he's drinking with us and he's having a few beers and food and stuff and then all of a sudden he shoots off forgets to pay oh no yeah so when the bill comes
1: oh no he's that guy he's that guy he's that guy he's that guy he's the guy that leaves his dumbbells on the floor and goes home so I
0: sent sent him a a tweet saying don't worry mate we'll take care of your food and beer within 30 seconds my phone was ringing was it? yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. oh but 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 no but yeah that old chestnut Um,
0: but it was good, good fun seeing everyone out there. South Africa won. Great oh, yeah.
1: tournament. Did you see Jason Robinson play or Quates? Yeah,
0: or yeah, Quates. Yeah, a bit of a drum on Quates.
1: Is there? Yeah. He's put a bit on, has he? Yeah. Oh, that's good to
0: know. Yeah, it is. I'm happy with that. Um, Ronnie was out there. Babbage. Bit of a drum on Ronnie. Yeah, it's huge, and he, he's adamant on tucking his polo shirt into his jeans as well. Yeah, but
1: mate, you, you don't, you don't understand because you've never been there. You used to say to me don't tuck your shirt in because you're too fat and it shows your gut. It, you're better off saying, I've got a bit of shape up front than you are letting it hang. So what it does is it hangs about six inches out from your belt. It looks awful. You look like a dart, You look like Bobby George, the darts player, because your gut pushes your shirt out and the bottom of your shirt just hangs. There's a gap between the bottom of your shirt and your belt. And well, I'll just awful. say
0: dress to your shape then. Yeah. But um, um, Leonard was out there.
1: Tuck it in. Dab Leonard. James. Yeah, yeah. Lowe's. Lowe.
0: It's, it's such good fun. If anyone... I reckon it's the best sevens tournament on the series. Forget Hong Kong. I think Dubai's Dubai's better. Hong Kong, Hong Kong's relentless. Hong Kong is—you come back from there, you're broken. You want to check yourself into a, into your bag and go on and hold yeah. luggage, and then wake up when you're there. Whilst Dubai is a bit more relaxing. It's sunny. Too hot, mate. There's beaches. It's not that hot. It's twenty six, twenty seven degrees. So it's not. It's not too bad. Mm, uh, so but it's too hot. really, really good fun, mate. So
1: oh, well done recommend it. So hey, that's what I've been home. up to.
0: Welcome home. You've been um,
1: oh, TVing? Doing, TVing. TV a bit, yeah, a bit of stuff like um, do this thing, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Matt Cairns, he played for Saracens, over 200 games there, a couple of years at Quinn's. He's an old mate of ours, uh, best man at my wedding and all that stuff, See. So Every year he goes to this lunch at Bowdoin Rugby Club, which is up near Manchester Airport, actually, and very nice club. Um, so I've been a couple of times to that lunch. So I went up and spoke at that on the Friday. and it's one of those things where <clears throat> um, Bubba, we call Kenzie, because he'd just stick his bottom lip out when he's throwing. But Bubba texts me and said, oh, fancy coming up, we'll have a few beers. And you like might have to speak for 20 minutes, but basically you and I can get on the pitch because it's been ages. I said, oh, brilliant, I'll do that. And I just said yes, because I looked at my diary and the day was free. So I'm in Man- by Manchester airport and then it's then after about a week after I've said yes I look at my diary and it's please be at extra Chiefs by eleven a m like oh jeez so we had lunch and had a couple of beers a few beers after lunch and then stopped basically it was like seven pm in the bar and I was like right we now have to stop drinking and my uh you drove home my lovely lady wife has got me a um mobile breathalyzer. oh really yeah I told her about this and she's like I got you this thing off the internet and it's whatever but Anyway, by the time I went to bed... It's I It's not working, mate. Your breath stinks. Stayed in a hotel anyway with Bubba. But we, But anyway, stayed in the same hotel we used to stay in before we played Sale. Oh, my God. Yeah. the Marriott. It's so depressing. I hate that hotel. Um, no hot water either. It's cold showers. But yeah, got up early the next morning and drove Manchester. So it's four hours to get there. Bath to Manchester Airport. And then Manchester to Chiefs with no traffic was about four and a half hours as well. So it was kind of like... Oh. But I did that. But again... I wouldn't mind, I don't mind, I wouldn't mind if I'd been going down there to work, but you know you know my mate Adam, who came on my stag do from when we were kids, Adam Charman, he's marketing director at... Didn't like him. Didn't like him. Uh, Bradford's Building Supplies, and this is not a plug because I'm not contracted, and they didn't uh, effing well pay me to come, they just have a bit of free lunch and meet a few clients and do it as a favour to one of my oldest mates, and uh, by the way, he didn't turn up, he wasn't there. So, um, excellent, so I went down there that was great and the Bradfords guys are great blokes and I've you know, met a load of them before and we had a really good time um, did a little Q&A with Murray Lowe and Lockie Turner they call Murray Lowe Money Lowe which he uh-huh. you know and he does, He says I said is that does it, is that nickname appropriate he said yeah pretty much I think he's into property and all that but good fellas but because I was down there Jack Noel was meant to do the TV on BT Sport be the guest he got called up declared fit on the Thursday or Wednesday turns out he's playing so they said oh Flats we heard you at Sandy Park can you do the TV so um, that was fine. That was good fun. Um, but yeah, yesterday being Monday, I did um, I did a, do these videos of Land Rover called Open Range, and they're they're a bit of fun, and they're you know they don't pretend to be anything but a bit of fun. But we had um, Owen Farrell yesterday. Yes, and heard of him. Yeah, it's funny because these are like three four minute videos or whatever they are, and it takes it takes hours to film these things. So you start at eight rigging your car up with GoPros and stuff. Um, and you and you basically you're filming, you know, if you getting in the car and driving off in the car park. Hello mate, how you doing? Getting in the car and drive off. Yeah. That will take I mean that will take half an hour to forty five minutes to film that. Different angles, internal, external, all sorts of stuff. Um and because it's a Land Rover shoot, they gotta get certain angles and badges in on your car Of course. That. So anyway, we get Owen there and he's a busy man. He played the day before and lost a game and that sort of stuff. I mean, he's a lovely, lovely man, and he's like, boys, don't worry, there's no rush. But as long as I'm away by about 12, and this is it's still morning time, but you have nowhere near as much time to cruise around and chat as you think. So we were aiming to have, you know, 45 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes drive around chat time, which is the crux of the video. Because the other stuff, the logistics, the mechanics just takes so long to film. And we get in there and we do 15 or 20 minutes, the guys don't know. The production team don't know Owen. They know me. They don't know Owen. And they're like, "Is he, Is he? he? does he like this sort of stuff? Is he a good crack? Is he going to be quite straight? Or does he just want to be somewhere else? I said, I'm telling you, he will be great. He's lovely. <clears throat> we do this chat. It's going really, really well. And I take the piss out of him a few times. He's taking the piss back. I said, who's the worst player i ever played with, played against? And obviously, you can guess who he said. Um, so there's all this stuff. And then we pull over for a quick debrief and a lay-by. And the Land Rover guy, Mike White, a lovely man, comes over and he's like, boys, love that. Absolutely love that. Really good fun. And the sound guy comes around and he's like, I'm really sorry. Nothing was recorded. Terran. And we're like, shit. We're not we're not angry. Everyone makes mistakes. Like, I, it, I didn't check it properly and it's gone off. And this has never happened before. Looking at the clock and it's 11.45. Owen's got to leave at 12. We've got nothing in the can at all. And we've got to film him departing, which can take half an hour comfortably we were like we basically had to try and smash it out and whatever we did and we sort of got through it but um it's never
0: it's never the best. it's never as good a second time round, is it no
1: it's not and the i think the video will actually be fine because Owen, you know produced sort of, sort of some really good stuff and he's good fun but yeah that was a bit of, but then i got to take my um you know everyone we all wrapped and it was like we're at the land rover experience center in luton luton who it's called and I was like, well, I'm here now. Can I go for a drive on all the off-road stuff? And they were like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, we've cleaned all our cars up, but we could take one of them out. I was like, no, nah, let's take mine. And they were like, you really want to take your SVR with your 22-inch low-profile tyres and your shiny black alloys on? I was like, yeah, mate, let's do it. The Land Rover guys are like, right, let's bash it and go nuts because um, they love you actually using them. So, yeah, when um did about, basically, we wrapped at whatever time, but I did about an hour and a half I couldn't couldn't go home. I was having so much fun. Yeah, um, just a couple of things. Can you act yeah. interested in that instead of just you know.
0: Well, it was a long one, that mate. Yeah, it was fun. for oh. for the sound didn't come out. Um, all right. I was looking also. I was <laughs> I was looking at Twitter, mate. I was trying to find out all Top these mate, but, yeah. all these um, guys that need an uppercut. Tom Browse needs an uppercut from mentioning you on the BBC advert. So does Bristol Ed. Tommy Ed Condon. Ed, you know, there are Georgina Tommy. Barrett.
1: There are shed loads of them.
0: One in the face for you, Um, Punch. Um, There's more though. There's more. Phil Restle.
1: Oh, by the way, um, on Friday, got a busy week this week, but this Friday coming, I'm interviewing, like a bit of fun at a corporate event, I'm interviewing Harry Redknapp. Okay. And I love Harry Redknapp, everyone does, but I would like people, if they think of it, to email or ideally tweet in, tweet me with any any fun questions or stories you might like me to ask Harry Redknapp. And then I will, in turn, tell you how he responded to those. And I'll give you a rundown of the stories he gave. And it won't what, be as good as him okay, delivering it. what does he
0: think of Louise?
1: Oh, yeah. Do you know what?
0: I, I, I went to watch Eternal three times because I liked her.
1: Do you know what? I'm, I saw this on the front page because her and Redders are splitting up, aren't they? And for some reason, the only time in my whole life... I feel a little bit gutted that Jamie and Louise were yeah, I know they,
0: they were like the perfect couple, weren't they? But uh, but also she said that um you know she wanted she she was a, she turned into like a, a stay at home mum where she wasn't able to work and she wasn't able to get out. She wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Yeah, but when, but they also then listed everything that she's done and it's quite a lot. Yeah. Um but yeah, for whatever reason. You never
1: know what's going on behind closed doors, Tommy. For, yeah, for whatever reason it didn't work out. Um, it's like um but what I will say is, in the interest of balance, and it's 2017, so let's be appropriate. Jamie Redknapp is unbelievably fit. Okay, he's amazing, but that's just to balance this up. Louise Redknapp is so fit, I might get a nosebleed. That's what I'm going to say to you. Yeah. I love her. And so do you. Right. That's it. Um, tell you what I'm doing now. What? Oh, by the way, we're the reason we're in my car. We're doing we're doing a, we're doing quite a lot of car ones. We get a guest on soon. Yeah. Okay. I'll sort that's- someone. Okay. I'll sort somebody. uh, Yeah, all right. I will. Somebody English, because it's all Welsh, isn't it? Um, We will. I'm on the way now. Shanks has had to meet me. We're busy guys, yeah? I'm on the way to film an advert promo for the live games for Channel 5. And we're doing this dog agility and obedience thing. And all of us lot are taking our dogs. So I've got my English bull terrier cross Gus, in the boot. Um, he's done a couple of whees already in a poo here at Lee Delamere Services in the car park. Picked it yep. up, binned it. Eastbound. So I'll give him, I'll stretch his legs again now and then I'll drive him on to become famous. And He's um, a nice looking dog. Do you reckon?
0: I like him, Nick yeah.
1: Abendenham once said he looks like he's inside out. That's why Nick and I'll never be friends. Also, because he gave his daughter the same name as mine without asking me. <laughs> so I pretended I was really shitty with him. And then... One of the lads said to me, "Oh, by the way, Bendy mentioned you're really pissed off with him." <laughs> Perfect, it worked. Um, mm. What else do you want to talk about? That's it, mate. Really, we're
0: we're we're nearly an hour. Um, yeah. We've given it a lot of rugby. You a little bit more than me
1: because I've not really watched that many games because I've been in Dubai. Good honesty. Good yeah. honesty. I'll let us know who you might want as a guest. By the way, if, you know we, we can kind of achievable well no we can line anyone up really there's no point in saying Dan Carter because it's like well we're not going to go to France or Japan someone basically lives within three miles of either of our homes Mark Regan really wants to come on no um, it's too blue uh, but if you've got any guests you really like to hear from let us know Until but until the next time don't know God bless you and God, God bless you and God bless Robin Hood God bless you